0: Hey, welcome back to Talking with Our Mouths Full. I'm Michael Chan. And
1: I'm Nangyo Nguyen, and today we are at Cover Node's Coffee House. So, we are located in the historical building at 10268 Yonge Street, next to the Richmond Hill Center for the Performing Arts. So, a little bit about the building. The building itself was built in 1897 and was the original Richmond Hill High School. And later it was turned into a courthouse with jail cells in the basement. Ooh. Anyways, that basement houses the heating and cooling systems for the performing arts center. Its current owner, Monique Montella, purchased the business back in 2016. She grew up loving tea, which is why they have over 40 kinds of loose leaf teas here. I really love it. So they have like, rooibos teas, caffeinated, decaffeinated, and black teas. They have everything. They
0: have a lot, like an entire wall of yeah. glass jars they filled with tea. They even have the, the yeah. Prince
1: Harry Meghan Markle wedding tea.
0: Ooh, I, know. I didn't see that on the wall. I'll go check it out. It is on the
1: bottom, right by the ruby Sea
0: Ooh, thank section.
1: you. Okay. So they also serve coffee, espresso-based drinks, different baked goods, sandwiches, and they have a fantastic breakfast menu. Oh, and right now they have a special menu, so enjoy. Mm. Alright, so now, with a name like Cover Notes, you expect there to be books. And honestly, you won't be disappointed as there are shelves and shelves of them here. And I'm looking at all the books and there are tons oh, of books. yeah, There,
0: there are lots of there's books There's
1: like Hardy everywhere. Boys, there's like every single genre available. Mm. Self-help, you name it. So I guess they want you to stay here forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Anyways, the atmosphere at Cover Notes is pretty chill it's not really the kind of place you typically rush in and out of and they really do emphasize that with their comfy ambience, judging by this music that we hear here, which is why it's the perfect place to interview someone for the podcast. Yes, (laughs)
0: speaking of which, we do have a guest. We do? Yes we do and she is teacher belly dancer and la la. author Ooh, sifted triple and threat. Triple
1: threat, and also very Hello. beautiful yes thank absolutely you. gorgeous thank you
0: so we asked <laughs> you to be our guest today because this is our pumpkin spice latte <laughs> episode and you love you some PSL, I yes i do you do okay. and i see lunch. you got one you got one
2: <laughs> I did. I've been admiring this one, just waiting for it to get just to that perfect temperature. Drink it, drink it. Drink
1: it, drink it, drink it. Just so you know, Michael also got the pumpkin spice yes. latte. Mm. I didn't get the pumpkin spice latte. Instead, I go to my mm. usual teas because I'm a tea junkie. So I got the <laughs> candy ginger peach, which is a Ruabo's decaffeinated tea. Oh, that Ooh. sounds so good. That sounds delicious. It is very good. Is it, is it good. sweet? Here, have a sip. Ooh, yeah, yeah, sharing is caring mm. sharing is caring
0: oh, definite teacher philosophy it's delicious but i also got the pumpkin pie mm. which i was looking at that it's too it's just when fall rolls around i have to have my pumpkin yeah. pie <laughs> and it goes i mean pumpkin spice latte it's perfect i got mm. the hummus
1: pesto chicken and a panini so that is chicken roasted red pepper, hummus, pesto, and tomato. And I also got Mm. chips. Mm. Yeah. I did
2: love the chips that came with my, uh, what did I get? The breakfast wrap? Mm -hmm. morning wrap, right? Morning wrap, that's Mm. it. So it's got some scrambled eggs, some bacon, some spinach, which I'm not a big fan of, but I've been eating it to be a bit healthier. (laughs) And yes, it came with a little slice of tomato, I think some onion and Mm -hmm. a side of chips, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I was very pleased with. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I'm like already halfway through my slice of pumpkin <laughs> vibe. Oh, it's it's just so good. So yeah, mm.
1: pumpkin spice latte. So yes, pumpkin
0: mm-hmm. spice latte. Would you guys like to hear more about pumpkin spice latte? Do we have a choice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was no. about to say I would no, love don't. to
2: hear more, but as the uh, <laughs> as the as
0: the old man here, I like to tell stories. So I do have a slice of history about the pumpkin spice latte.
3: <laughs> now I
0: would uh, I would say that most people associate PSL with Starbucks. And although pairing pumpkin pie with coffee definitely was not invented by them, the PSL and its ensuing craze definitely started with Starbucks. So let's go back, way back to 2003.
3: Oh my, Wee- so last year. <laughs> 2003,
0: so at that time, the idea of seasonal drinks wasn't new. Now Starbucks first opened in 1971 and had winter holiday drinks by around the mid 1980s. But in the uh, 2002 to 2003 winter season, Starbucks' new peppermint mocha was such a hit that they wanted to see if they could replicate that success in a different season. So product manager Peter Dukes was given the task of coming up with something for the fall and he and his team got to work in the super secret liquid lab on the seventh floor of Starbucks's That sounds sinister. In <laughs> Seattle, I know, right? It's like they have some kind of evil.
3: That cave. Mm-hmm.
0: Top secret evil. <laughs> but yeah, they have a secret lab. And uh, at first, Dukes' team came up with twenty different drinks, then narrowed it down to four, which included an orange-flavored drink and a chocolate caramel one. Ooh. but. In the end it was the one called the pumpkin pie latte that won out with its perfect mix of espresso milk cinnamon nutmeg clove and the use of pumpkin sauce instead of syrup to get that pumpkin pie mouth feel Mm. and the psl was born now can you believe that canada actually has a part in this story wait what yes canada so
1: Whoop, whoop, Canada represents. <laughs> yeah. in, in
0: the fall of 2003, Starbucks tested the PSL by releasing it at only 100 stores in Washington, D.C. and Vancouver, B.C. Mm.
1: The drink was an instant success. Why can't we get good
0: things first? <laughs> because Vancouverites are basic. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. No, they're not. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Vancouver. <laughs> we love you, Vancouver. But no, no, no. So the, the, the PSL was an instant success. People were falling in love with it. So that led to the drink rolling out nationwide in 2004, and it's now the top selling Starbucks seasonal drink. So guys, remember, if you hate PSL, blame Vancouver. If you love (laughs) PSL, thank Vancouver.
1: (laughs) I still want to try that orange drink that they were talking about.
0: I wish they actually came out with it. I Mm. It uh, I think they called it the orange spice latte. So I, I wish I wish they actually made it because mm-hmm. that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so PSL, obviously people love it, but that love for PSL did just stay exclusive to Starbucks, as with all things, uh, when it's successful, others want to get in on the action. So, the, as I'm sure you both know, and I'm sure all our listeners know, there has been an absolute explosion of PSL. It's everywhere. You can even oh, yeah. get it. In American 7 11s at one of those just coffee machines, just press a button and PSL comes out of it and I heard it tastes horrible. But <laughs> but it's not just PSL. There's now pumpkin spice everything. Like as an example, this year, 2019, the company that makes spam released a limited edition pumpkin spice spam. <laughs>
1: Why can't it have pumpkin spice spam emails?
0: <laughs> hey, I'm not I would never open those. <laughs> those
1: viruses.
0: I'd open them all can the you time. Imagine people trying to like scam you with, with pumpkin spice spam mail.
1: Well, you know, with people and their intelligence on the internet, you know. Anything can happen. But, no offense guys.
0: <laughs> but pumpkin spice spam? was exclusive to Walmart online in the US and it sold out like a few hours after they went on a sale. Few like, hours. I, I went on, I went on Walmart online and the website was barely functional. And then it, it, like a few minutes after I got there, it was like sold out. So yeah.
1: Wait, didn't um, Jimmy Kimmel get some?
0: Yes, he did. Why, he did, he did. why
1: does he get nice things?
0: I guess he probably has a huge staff that sits in front of their computers. Yeah. And at least one of them was capable, unless That's not he went fair. to. The, I mean, Jimmy can Kimmel is he, a can celebrity. Can sh-
1: I don't care. He should share some with us.
0: Well, he did share it with their audience, so he I tried don't it care, on there with
1: me. He tried it.
0: You hear that, Jimmy Kimmel? You hear that? You yeah. screwed on up. You're you, you, you done messed up. Jimmy Kimmel, you didn't give some to Nightingale, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he tried it on air and the video is on YouTube So you guys can check it out. Speaking of YouTube I don't want to watch also, it on
1: YouTube. I want it for myself <laughs> too. But speaking of
0: YouTube, I also highly recommend you guys check out the John Oliver PSL videos. Oh, yeah, because I think he's done it for three years now where he does kind of like a rock and roll, manly PSL ad where it's like, PSL, yeah, (laughs) you know, it's absolutely hilarious. But anyways, to give all of you a better idea of just how crazy things have gotten with PSL and pumpkin spice, we actually all brought, each of us has brought a list of five ridiculous pumpkin spice products that we could find. So Sifton, you want to start? Mm-hmm. What did you find Oh no! that is ridiculous?
3: And I can only choose five, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you also got more than five. Because I did too, just in case you guys <laughs> took one of mine. But no, let's start I with five. I too was
2: worried about overlap. But well, let's yes. start
0: with five. Let's start with five. And if later when we're done, we didn't get some of your other ones, tell us those two. So let's start with five. Okay. All right.
2: So the top of my list that I had to just slap right on position number one was deodorants. Oh, by native, right? By native, yes. yes. So did you get that I was, too,
0: um, <laughs> I did, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm laughing because when I found it last night, I was like,
2: what? <laughs> yeah, it's this uh, all-natural deodorant line that I was looking through.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I wasn't originally looking for pumpkin spice deodorant, but I was just looking at the deodorant website, and it was the first thing that jumped out, and I was like, you're going on the list.
0: <laughs> so anyone who wears that deodorant, if a creeper comes up to you. And goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> Pumpkin you spice. look good enough to eat, and you're like, no, no. I smell good enough to eat. <laughs> Get that right. Okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's and the next? And you can thing? blame the deodorant.
0: Yes, number two?
2: Uh, number two has to be margaritas from Chili's. Whoa. Oh, yeah, wow. pumpkin spice margaritas is a thing. Okay. Uh, let's see what else is on here. Yeah,
1: you, if you want a little, like, you know, make it a little party drink, you know. Mm. Yeah,
2: you could. Yeah, you could spin it that way. Yeah, yeah party drink. I
0: guess you could, you could have it at your Halloween parties.
1: Mmm.
2: Yeah. I guess. Okay. Good cocktail, good aperitif. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, we also had. <laughs> okay, as much as I love pumpkin spice latte, I thought this was kind of disgusting. Uh, pumpkin spice Greek yogurt from Chobani.
0: I am trying to think of what that would taste like. Yeah. Because
1: Greek yogurt's already a strong flavor. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's very, very strong.
1: It's pretty tart. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that kind of
2: that kind of weirded me out a little bit. I'd try it though. I'd still try it. Um, what else was on here? Uh, pumpkin spice kombucha. What? I can't, I, another, that's another item I can't wrap my mind around, but I'd still try it. I'm
0: imagining that. I think it will be a lot worse than the, uh, <laughs> than the yogurt.
1: I feel like it's like one of those novelty things, like just cause, it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Just because we can.
2: Yeah. We but does not mean we should? I don't know, I shouldn't knock it until I try it. And haven't tried it yet, so I'm not knocking it. And uh, the last one was uh, <clears throat> pumpkin spice flavored doggy treats. Oh boy. Also known as
1: pooch cake. <coughs> yep, that's what it was called. It was called pooch cake.
0: Oh man, you took one of mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of mine was the pumpkin spice hearts biscuits for dogs by Holistic Blend.
0: So we all got dog food.
1: Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, nice. It's trending. Yes. What about you?
1: Okay, so I had the um, Pumpkin Biocellulose Spice Face Mask from Trader Joe's. Oh god. Yeah. Yes! Anti-aging. Yes!
0: You, I think I, will I, Joe, I will- I I would me age. young and youthful. With a face. Ball. But <laughs> like then a part might
1: be like, what if I want to eat that face mask? <laughs> I have Organic Spray-On Pumpkin Spice by Simply Beyond. So basically Ooh. so if you're lazy to like mix spices then you have a spray on. So they have pumpkin spice spray on. Oh, oh. and it's organic. Organic. <laughs> organic
3: pumpkin
0: spice, oh my okay. god.
1: And then um, I also have um, Special Kitty Scoopable Clumping Odor Control Cat Litter, Pumpkin Spice Scented. Oh my god. You know what?
0: I, I think I some people would appreciate cat. that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: Okay, and I also have a bonus one. So it okay. is Spice Pumpkin 2 1 Shampoo and Conditioner for Dogs by Tenda oh. Groove
0: that's one of mine as well (laughs) okay you eliminated all my pet ones (laughs) all right uh let's see what i have uh oh
1: so you had the 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 scoopable clumping kitty litter
0: no i I didn't have that one but you you eliminated all the pet-based ones on my list so now i have to go to my extras
1: (laughs) all
0: right let's start with pumpkin spice margarine by country croc oh
2: my
3: gosh
0: (laughs) I I no.
1: I'm, I'm so used to margarine. Modern, no, margarine should oh not be flavored.
0: No, <laughs> just no. I can't. No. <laughs> when I like, saw that, I was like,
1: oh. or maybe oh. it's like people like use it to like melt it into like a seasoning kind
0: of. Maybe I don't know, or, like, man. Like
1: for toast. I could see it on toast. Yeah. No, even With on toast margarine? it'd be weird.
0: I, yeah, there would.
1: Actually, no, it would be butter though. I think
0: butter. Butter. Would
1: be butter. Yeah. Okay, I think it's just a, it's a novelty thing. Let's move
0: on. <laughs> okay, so next, Zoom Pumpkin Spice Fish Bait. Oh wow! wow <laughs> why that's... would fish care if the bait tasted like pumpkin spice?
1: That, that's kind of like, what would the fish die? Like, what what could the fish eat it? Like, that's why I was concerned about the dog treats. Because like, what if the dog is allergic?
0: Well, I guess it depends on how they yeah. get the flavor right? for the pumpkin spice
1: and the spice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was concerned about that.
0: I mean there are people who like to eat dog food. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh. If you're into that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah, okay, Night, keep going.
0: <laughs> Night's like shaking her head, freaking out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I'm imagining my bunny and I'm like, no, she's just barfing. She would oh. barfing.
0: <laughs> so yes, fish paint. Next up, I have pumpkin spice linen spray that I found Word. at Marshall's. So if you if you want to spray your bed, your bed. A bread spray. Your, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Spray your bed and make it smell like pumpkin spice, so oh you can sleep goodness. in pumpkin. Spi- I, ca- I guess maybe you sift in. That's you would like that.
2: I would try it for sure. For sure, I'd I would have to try it. I can't. Marshalls, imagine- you say? Pardon? Marshalls.
0: At uh, Marshalls, yes. Okay. Note like, I'll be honest. I don't know if I could fall asleep on something that I want to eat. (laughs) I would be hungry, and then I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, it would keep me up.
1: Would it attract bugs though, because of the scent?
0: I don't know, that's a a fair point.
1: I don't think so, because I've heard you can
2: use like cinnamon to ward off certain bugs, so the spice might actually
1: I don't know, cause it's like sweet mm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move. <laughs> okay, so you know,
0: it. like everyone's into the keto diet right now. It's oh, like yeah. all the rage. Oh, no. Well, check out the Omega Power Creamer Keto Pumpkin Spice Creamer.
3: Mm. Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah. So you're now combining pumpkin it. spice craze with keto craze. I
3: feel <laughs> the like one all, like, craze. mega items. craze.
0: It's like a nuclear <laughs> explosion of of fads. Uh, And finally, I have Nature's Basket Pumpkin Spice Chicken Sausages.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Whoa! (laughs) I don't know.
2: I don't know either. Okay.
0: You want to hear a bonus one? Yes. Pumpkin Spice Salmon, available at multiple supermarkets. Huh. I just, I don't know, man. I I love salmon. (laughs) I cannot imagine putting pumpkin spice... On yeah. my salmon, on my fish.
1: Well, I guess if people can put like hot peppers and like put squeeze a lemon on it, I guess anything. Yeah, possible. But,
0: but the lemon actually complements. The
1: lemon, I can see it.
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah, complements. But
0: I just salmon, cannot but imagine. Just I mean, pumpkin oh, and then I don't know. cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves. On, yeah. on fish.
1: <laughs> anyway, what's the one thing that you guys want to see happen with Pumpkin Spice that doesn't really exist?
0: That doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Whoa.
1: For me, I kind of want to see like random like well-known like video games or something having like a Pumpkin Spice like DLC or something. Like a mod.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that's already happening <gasps> oh, that somewhere. So cute.
1: Like you know like Spider-Man PS4 oh, and like so all cute. of a sudden like there's like a Pumpkin Spice challenge or something. Or he has like a Pumpkin Spice <laughs> costume.
0: I want a limited pumpkin spice themed escape room.
1: Oh,
2: where, that'd be trippy. Where you're
0: trying to get out of? Oh, I got it. Starbucks's secret lab. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
2: a good one. Yes. <laughs> Make it happen. Yes. Make it happen.
0: Yeah, Make on, it happen. The skate, <laughs> on the escape. On the escape. You hear that? Make this happen. You have any ideas, Sifton?
2: Hmm. Pumpkin spice garbage bags. So, you mean you oh, the orange bags? Yeah, but they'd be scented as well.
0: Yes, or, or the pumpkin spice compost bags. Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: I like that. Because right now be
0: they're, mint, I, they're mint, they're uh, mint scented ones. Oh, are there? Yeah, that's what I have a at home. too
1: much. <laughs> and,
0: and I don't like it. Because, like, I normally buy like the regular ones, but mm. the mint one was on sale. Mm. So, I ended up picking up the bag. I'm like, oh, God, this is strong. But Ooh. if it's pumpkin spice, I think I would like that. Yeah,
2: I can see mint being like very overpowering. It
0: is like my whole my whole kitchen smells like mint right now, <laughs> but not good mint. Like weird. Is it like
2: toothpaste mint?
0: Chemically mint. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So Sifton, mm-hmm. Since we have you here, mind if I interview you? <laughs>
1: yes, go for it. Can or I, I should too? No, no like, I don't mind. Can I join too?
0: Do you want to? Yeah, why not? Okay, so can Double we interview, interview you? Let's
1: interrogation turn on the dim light <laughs> yes.
0: so, uh, I am already
1: sitting on the side. so night so,
0: who's good cop who's bad cop
1: we'll figure it out okay we'll this figure is it my out my first time on the job man your first time um, yeah it's my first time on so uh, your first patrol time? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> okay let's go <laughs> what do you what do you mean by patrol huh <laughs> I don't get it
2: okay <laughs> kid friendly kid friendly yes, yes. very kid friendly wink
0: So Sifton, you are born in Canada. Yes,
3: I
2: was. But your
0: family's from Ghana. Yeah. What's that like growing up? Because, like, I'm Chinese and Mm -hmm. I'm born in Toronto, but my my parents are from China. So they, you know, they've tried to teach me the language, have me speak it, and and they bring a lot of traditions that we as a family adhere to. So what what was that like with you? Like, did that happen too? Mm,
2: I feel like they, my parents for sure, they wanted to instill um, Ghanaian traditions in mm-hmm. their children. Um, so there's me and my younger sister. And um, I don't know, it was never really... It's funny because we... I guess when they first uh, came to Canada, um, I was actually born in Windsor. So I grew up there for the first four years, mm-hmm. three or four years of my life. And um, I think at first they really like their concentration was on having their child fit in and mm-hmm. integrate with society. Right. Um, so my mom often tells the story of how they used to, used to um, speak the language with me. Um, so my mom speaks uh, the Fanti dialect mm-hmm. and my dad spoke um, the tree dialect. And so when I was starting to kind of form words, Mm -hmm. uh, they were speaking tree to me at home, um, and a bit of English as well. But apparently the daycare I went to, one of the teachers or she might not have even been a teacher, she might have been like an ECE, but she told my parents that I was quote-unquote slow. So they stopped speaking Ghanian with me at home, Mm -hmm. and just focused on English. So, I, like I... My sister speaks, I would say she's a lot more fluent than I am. My language skills are very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't carry a conversation to save my life, unfortunately. Um, so that was like kind of one of the unfortunate setbacks that my parents faced when they um, started raising me in Canada.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: other than that, I feel like I was pretty ingrained into the culture. So we. Um, We cook a lot of Ghanaian food, we listen to a lot of Ghanaian music, especially on the weekends. My mom will put on a a High Life CD and we just kind of jam to it. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like the, it could be something that's just going on in the community a little bit less. Um, But when I was a kid, we went to uh, what we call functions, like big giant parties where Mm -hmm. lots of members of the community would gather. So we went to those a lot. And um, one of my aunts also formed a very small, short-lived dance group with me and my cousins. Uh, It was called the Anansi Village Kids. So Anansi is a uh, folkloric... Yes. story, yeah. Anansi the Spider or the Spider God. He's uh, a very major folkloric character in... um, in Ghana and his stories have kind of spread all over Africa and the Caribbean.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, so we had like a little bit of a dance troupe going for a couple of years and then the older ones kind of started to age out and it kind of just phased out, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I've always felt like the culture has been kind of not something that, how can I say it? Like it's always been a part of, me and my family and my life growing up. Right. So I never even really felt separate from being Canadian. Right. Um,
0: I guess it's also partially a product of Canada being more mo- yeah a mosaic, guess, yeah. which is what they say. Yeah. Right. Allowing you to keep your culture while also integrating exactly. into Canadian
2: culture. Exactly.
0: Exactly. W- was there a, a, a fairly large Canadian? Uh, community over in Windsor or was it just you guys or was there a like, uh, was it big?
2: In Windsor, I can't really say uh, but because I just because I don't remember okay. too so much.
0: When did you move to Um,
2: Toronto? I think I was about I'm going to say I was four going on five.
0: Okay. And then you moved to Toronto.
2: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: and did you find a bigger community here? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Community here is pretty massive. Mm-hmm. Um... We, unfortunately, we don't really go to many functions these days. Mm -hmm. Um, Just speaking of, like, my family and I, we don't really participate too much in the community.
3: Okay.
2: Um, But from what I hear, it's kind of getting a resurgence in the past few years. Oh, wow. So just this year, I heard there was uh, Ghana Fest. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
2: I want to say it was maybe in Dufferin Park. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) Um, I just heard about it from someone when I was at Pride this year. Mm -hmm. I just happened to be like sitting next to someone and he said, Ghana's not this hot. And I was like, you're from Ghana? Oh my gosh. And he was like, hey, that's so cool. You're from Ghana too. And I was like, well, I was born here, but my parents are. We bonded. And he asked if I was going to Ghana Fest and I was like, who? And so I had to look it up and I unfortunately couldn't go at the time because I think that, yeah, that was July and I was out of the country in July. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, it's definitely I feel like the the younger generation now that we've kind of realized our our parents and our grandparents aren't really, you know, kind of keeping the party going, mm-hmm. you could say. Um they want to kind of get back into it, so there's
1: You guys are reclaiming it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Reclamation.
0: So has that encouraged you to, to I guess feel like you want to go out there and get more involved in the community as well?
2: It has, but I've been super busy this year, so I unfortunately haven't made that that stride, but, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully the in the next there? sorry <laughs> seeds are there yes. for you to go. Yes. Cool, cool. The seeds have been they've been planted.
0: So so you've mentioned food. Ghanaian food and uh, we are a food podcast so uh, what what kind of what's Ghanaian food like because I honestly have no idea give us
1: the deets (laughs) now the deets eh I guess I'm bad coffee
0: let's see (laughs)
1: um I
2: would say it's a lot of uh like rice and corn based dishes Mm -hmm. oh that's my food yes so it's very it's it's a very pliable cuisine it's very easy to get into and my sister has recently started going vegan, so it turns out there's a lot of vegetarian and vegan-friendly recipes in Ghanaian oh. food that we didn't really know about before. Um, so if you're a big fan of plantain, or if you've never tried plantain, I highly recommend it. I love plantain. I love plantain. Yep, Steamed, fried. Yes. Boiled. All uh, of it.
1: All, all of it. love All taste. of it. Yeah.
2: And it's usually paired with um, some kind of uh, meat-based stew. Yes. Uh, it's made with um, what we call gravy, which is basically a um, kind of sauce made with diced tomatoes, garlic, onions, you can throw in a few herbs and spices. Mm. Not pumpkin spice, of course, but… <laughs> Why um, not? We've we've started experimenting uh, experimenting with uh, cilantro, so we've been adding a bit of cilantro to our stews these days. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, I think, one of my favorites is a uh, it's a rice-based dish called wache.
0: Wache, okay. okay. So
2: it's rice mixed with black-eyed beans mm-hmm. or black-eyed peas. I we call yeah, it black-eyed, black-eyed beans in our
0: house.
2: And um, a kind of special herb. So it's this very, like, rich, dark purple rice and bean kind of concoction, I like to call it. And um, that can be paired with meat or vegetable stews as well.
0: How do you uh, spell that for people who might want to look that recipe up on Google? Yes.
2: W-A-A-K-Y-E. Got it. Yeah, but it's pronounced watching. Nice. Yeah. And uh, kenke is another one of my favorites. So it's uh, kind of a fermented corn dough. And um, I really, I really go for fermented foods. <laughs> so it's it's not, I mean, depending on how long you ferment it, it can have a kind of a slight taste or it can have a very strong taste. I like my kenke kind of somewhere in the middle, but I'm one of those, I guess, one of those like kind of weird kids who can just eat kankai on its own. It's usually eaten with gravy or some kind of pepper, peppery sauce.
0: Is it a softer consistency or is it a like a... Yeah, it's
2: kind of, it's, it's a soft, kind of like a soft ball of dough. Soft
3: ball of dough. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, but it's made with, um, so it's like a mashed, uh, corn powder Mm -hmm. that is mixed with water and I think a little bit of salt. And it's left to ferment for anywhere from a day to, I guess depending on how strong you want the the flavor. Um, I think my mom usually lets it ferment for like a couple of days. And uh, yeah, oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm hungry just thinking about it. Oh my gosh.
0: I like but, so uh, want yeah. to try that. Yeah. Do you know of, um, oh, how do you spell that?
2: Kenke? Uh, I believe it's K-E-N. K-E-Y. Okay. Or K Y E. I'm, I'm
0: it's sure, one or the I'm other. I'm sure people can <laughs> sort that out on Google. Yes. But do you yes. know of any, let's say you don't want to cook it at home, do you mm-hmm. know of any uh, restaurants in Toronto to GTA that serves Canadian food?
2: Uh yes. There's the Golden Stool, I believe it's called, in Brampton.
3: Brampton, okay.
2: And um, I hear it's kind of the the place to go. Ooh. Um
1: and I think but you haven't been there so we I can't haven't trust been there her. we I can't haven't trust been her. there
2: no I just I stick with my mom's cooking because I love her and know her food and she's right there Brampton is a little far from where I live yeah okay. it's
0: far from us too yeah
2: but um yeah and uh, if you if you do venture out into Brampton or if you're already in the Brampton neighborhood and you go yeah. to the Golden stool uh, see if they have jollof rice that's another that's the last dish I really wanted to throw out oh, there, yeah, yeah. Okay. because um, there's kind of a thing going on in Africa of like this kind of ongoing competition of who has the best, the best one. jollof. So right now it's down to I think Ghana and Nigeria, nice. and I've seen a couple of YouTube videos where they try uh, Senegalese jollof as well. Um, I would say Ghana has the best, but that's. That's, that's my bias, of course, um, but yeah, jollof rice is also really good. It's made with that gravy that I mentioned right. earlier, um, mixed in with rice, mm-hmm. and you can throw in, again, whatever assortment of vegetables you want, and um, yeah, a lot of rice in yeah. Ghanaian food. Yeah. Yep.
0: How, do you, how do you spell that?
2: Uh, J-O-L-L-O-F, rice. Okay.
0: Got it. Nice. Yeah. So before we move on, quick question: Did you hear about Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship? Because he's a name.
2: Yes, I've. <laughs> so that actually, was a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah, my mom is friends with his mom. What? Yeah, yeah, oh. and she asked me the other day. Like, I unfortunately don't follow WWE, but it's fine. Um, I I think I was just walking around the, the house one day, and she's like, "Oh, that's." What? um so and so's son on tv and i'm like who is she talking about and i leaned in i'm like you know kofi kingston's mom and she's like yeah i think we i think they went to school together or something but it's kind of that fueling that rumor that all ghanians know each other yeah but uh yeah it is (laughs) small world wow yeah
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. Congrats, <laughs> <Wow>. Kofi. <laughs>
0: Congrats, Kofi. Although, although he did lose it to Brock Lesnar, which, oh. which I'm, I'm sad about, but hopefully he'll get it back.
1: Anyway, uh, we're rooting for you. We are. <laughs> anyway, so, so you're a teacher, and I you've am. also taught abroad. So I tell did. Us about that.
2: Yeah. So a nice I. Uh, now. Hmm. So I lived and taught in Japan for about four years. Oh nice. wow. Uh, So I was there two thousand seven to two thousand eight, and then I had to come back home for a little bit, and then went back. um, That first year was with a private company, uh, and then when I went back the second time, it was with the Jet Program. Oh yeah, and that was two thousand nine to two thousand twelve. Yeah, Jet's good. It's fun. So it's uh,
0: English, right?
2: Yeah, Japan. Well, I guess the acronym is the Japan Exchange and Teaching Program. Ah,
0: okay,
2: Um, but they specialize mostly in teaching english in uh, the public school system
0: is there a huge demand for english teachers over there oh yes
2: oh yes. yes um especially now that the olympics is coming in Mm -hmm. um so it kind of kind of tapered off for a few years and then once they got the bid there was a huge boom of uh people recruiting for english teachers Mm especially in the Tokyo area.
0: So what what was your time in Japan like?
2: Uh, It was pretty awesome. It was really scary though, (laughs) because, um, and that's not to, you know, frighten anyone away from teaching in Japan. It was scary for me because it was my first full-time job Mm -hmm. and it was my first time living on my own. So I had traveled abroad on my own before, I think my very first trip was when I was about 12 years old, and I went to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had family there, so and and I spoke the language, so going there wasn't as daunting as going to Japan, where I'd never been before. Right. I'd only read about it in books and dreamed about it in my dreams. Um, so it was very, it was a very intimidating experience at first, but. The, uh, the city I lived in, it was right between Kobe and Osaka. So it was a really, just an awesome part of the country to be in. Very like central. Food. The food was
3: amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh.
2: Kansai has, and sorry for anyone who's not from Kansai out there, Kansai has the best food. They have takoyaki, okonomiyaki. Onja.
1: Oh. Oh, that oh. onja life. I yes. love okonomiyaki. Oh my goodness. I make okonomiyaki.
0: <gasps> Jess does too. My, that's my wife.
2: <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> Invite me. Invite me next time. I'll, I love uh, it. We'll put
0: pumpkin
1: I'll, spice in it for you. <laughs> pumpkin spice
0: okonomiyaki? <laughs> How about pumpkin spice taco Yes. Yaki? Well, they're basically the
1: same ingredients. <laughs> that's true. Just gotta add some taco to it. That's true. That is true. Who's good at like doing this little flipping? <laughs> I'll do that I'll
2: practice no, I can, I'll do it. My, uh, I can I can train myself for that.
0: I'll let my daughter smash it after
2: <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience, and uh, actually, even when I went back on jet, they put me in Kobe in Kobe. The city' Kobe is fun so it was it was really, really cool. Um, I was maybe about 20 minutes from the downtown core about 15 minutes from the harbor. So that's where I kind of spent most of my time. And um, yeah, the people were really friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even when they, even when at times when they weren't friendly because you know, like no experience is like perfect. It wasn't like me skipping down the yellow brick road every day going to school and everyone's like, hi Simpson Sensei, and I'm like, hi back. There were, there were times where, you know, I kind of reached my low points and culture shock set in. Um, but I found that, like, especially with Kobe, because it's kind of funny, the first time I went there I did not have a good experience mm-hmm. at all. Um, I basically got kind of stared at, pointed at, and laughed at for oh. the whole day. So I don't know if it was something I was wearing, I don't know if it was something with my hair. But it was just like the worst day, and after that, I was like, "I'm
3: never going back to Kobe." And then,
2: of course, they placed me there, and I was kind of like, "Oh." But I found things to love, and I found I made really good friends that I'm still in touch with. And um, one of the best parts was, um, so because that very first year in Japan, I worked with kids. And when I was placed on the JET program, they put me in two high schools. And I was a little sad because I really wanted to work with kids. Mm -hmm. But I got introduced uh, very early on at my orientation to this group called Smile Kids Japan, where they, um, essentially the JET teachers, the assistant language teachers, or ALTs, they seek out orphanages to host Um, teachers visiting Mm -hmm. so it's completely volunteer based and it's just a way to kind of not only integrate with Japanese culture but also to you know do some good for their local communities right so I thought that was an amazing idea so when I went uh, to my city after the orientation I kind of posted around and said, hey, would anybody be interested in starting a group to visit an orphanage? And everyone was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I was like, okay, let's do something for Halloween. Yeah, let's do it. A couple of weeks went by, nobody organized anything, and I was like, um, okay, I'll do it. So I organized the group. <laughs> I'm not a leader in any sense of the word. I'm not an organizing kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, But I did it. And we ended up visiting uh, this one local orphanage for about three years. Yeah, and um, they're actually, the group that I started, they're still hosting visits uh, once every couple of months. Mm -hmm. And I went back in July for a different teaching program, Uh, but I told my friends like, hey, I really want to go visit the orphanage that we went to, so we um, drove up there and some of the kids were like, yeah, we remember you. And they were so grown up. And I was just like, oh, ho, 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 Kobe, thank you.
3: <laughs> thank you.
2: So yeah, it was, it was a really good experience. I highly recommend that everybody go to Japan at least once. Um, and definitely not just the Tokyo area, because Tokyo is it's fantastic but um kobe osaka <laughs> kyoto they're all in kansai so yeah all right yeah so hit switching it
0: up. switching gears a little so you did mention that you were part of a dance group when you were young yes but now you're a belly dancer yes so when did you start and was it that dancing you did as a kid that kind of pushed you into looking for another dancer or how did, how did you get into belly
2: dancing um i think it was always it was one of those things you hear about and you're always you know thinking to yourself, "Oh, I'd like to try that someday." And but you don't really you don't really take it a step forward further than that. So, as a kid aside from the dance troupe, I didn't really do a whole lot of dance. I liked dancing in general, but I didn't really get into belly dance until university and I think there was a black history month event and there was this woman who did um, I believe she did an Egyptian style belly dance number and just seeing her I was like I gotta try this I've, I've got to do this um, because for me um, I guess when I thought of belly dance and this was like around the time when it was really kind of um, belly dance kind of comes and goes in waves So in, when was this, maybe 2004, so Mm mid-2000s was when it really started to reach its peak again with like belly dance superstars, um, Ansuya, Rachel Bryce, you can Google those names. They were very big, big names back then. Um, So after seeing this one particular performer and saying, yes, I gotta try it, uh, I took a belly dance class at University of Toronto Mm -hmm. And I think the first style I learned was Turkish? Yeah, first Turkish, and then the second class I took was Egyptian. Um, But the style I do now is very different. It's called Tribal Fusion Belly Dance. So it's um, kind of a mix of everything. So it takes a lot of the traditional belly dance moves, but it's fused with uh, like North African and Middle Eastern styles as well. Um, and the style that we do, uh, that I do with my current group, also has a mix of um, Indian katak moves. So it's, it's very different from what you imagine belly dance to be. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of fun and it's a very vigorous workout. Uh, we practice once a week, and I'm, these past couple months, I've been kind of lazy, so it's been like working my butt every time I go. But yeah, I've been with my current group. Uh, we're called Snake Bite.
3: Ooh,
2: Snake. Yeah, so our, the main Chicago's group, name. thank you. <laughs> the main group is uh, Serpentina oh. North Ensemble, mm-hmm. and the group I'm with now, we kind of butted off from them as a student troupe. So that's why we're um, called Snake Bites. So it's kind of like mini baby snakes or yeah. snakelets. And I've been with them for I think about two, three years. Yeah. So we have like kind of a tight knit group going. Right. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Was that because uh, I came to one of your performances yes. in 2017? Yes. And.
2: Yes. That was that. That okay. That was yeah, good. yeah. And there was a uh, there was a third group involved called um, oh what were they called I think they were the Snakelets so they were like the very brand new student troupe right and then we were kind of the snakebite was kind of the intermediate group
0: mm-hmm. and you're still performing now right yes any uh, upcoming performances yes
2: we have a show coming up on the 10th November 10th okay. I cannot remember where it is. Oh, no.
0: Where could people oh, find out?
2: Uh, we have a actually, you can Google Serpentina North Ensemble.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, we have a Facebook group and we have an event page. Awesome. Okay. So it's on there, and we also have a performance coming up on November sixteenth in Hamilton, mm-hmm. and I want to say that's at the Casbah. So that one's a that one's a little farther out, um, so that might be trickier to get to. Um, but if you want to come check us out, come check us out on the 10th. Okay. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good show. We're doing a kind of Halloween-related dance number. Oh. I won't say any more about it other than that, that sounds pumpkin exciting. spice. That's why I figured it out, guys.
0: Is, it a, is it a pumpkin spice belly dance?
2: <laughs> Case closed. I'm Our so skirts good. are pumpkin spice scented.
0: Yes. So we like v- move
2: through the crowds and everyone's going to go, oh, what is that heavenly delicious scent? We it's must- belly dancers. <laughs> pumpkin spice belly dancers.
0: Does it end with like pumpkin spice latte spraying from the ceiling?
1: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out.
0: I hope so. <laughs> so uh, outside of belly dancing, you mm-hmm. also right
2: yes you're an author and yes, you
0: have a I book do. right yeah so tell us a little about that
2: um so yeah i'm gonna have a book coming out um it's being published with uh dundurn press
0: Ooh.
2: Uh, so they're one of the largest uh publishers in canada right now they've got about 2500 books in print mm-hmm. and i'm very excited to be working with them um they're Taking a chance on an unknown kid here because it'll be my first published book. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank Congratulations.
1: you. Congratulations! <laughs> and um, it's because you gave him pumpkin spice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I just kind of sprinkled it on my manuscript and was like, "Here you go, oh, yeah. here here you you go. spice."
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stained the pages a little bit, but at least it smells good. Um, yeah, so it's. Um, let's see. What can I say without completely is, giving it away because... Do you have
0: a working title or is the title set?
2: The title is set. It's called Yume, uh, which is the Japanese word for dream.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's essentially... Uh, let me see, I've got notes here so I don't completely <laughs> go into the entire book and ruin the ending for you. But it's basically a uh, an urban fantasy set in modern-day Japan. So urban fantasy, um, I'm not sure... How much you guys know about the genre. But it's basically fantastical elements like fairies, vampires, werewolves. I, uh, I
0: read a lot of Andrews. I know.
2: Oh, good. Good, Kay. good, 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 good. Awesome.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> Guilty pleasure. You're
2: like, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's um, an urban fantasy set in Japan. So it uh, dabbles in a little bit of dreams. So it dabbles in a bit of demons. There's a lot of food mentioned because I had to kind of go through my notes and all of my Instagram pictures about Japanese food. So, mm-hmm. if you're into Japanese food, this is a highly recommended title for you. And uh, hopefully it'll be coming out within the next year or so. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, I'm very I'm very excited. How, excited. How's the
0: process been writing it? How long have you been <laughs> writing it for?
2: I've been writing it for so long. Only because I never really... I never really gave it that push to get it published until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually started writing it while I was teaching in Japan. Um, and I got introduced to the process uh, through a friend who taught me about um, National Novel Writing Month, or NaNoWriMo. Right. So I think this book is my second attempt at NanoRIMO, which was in 2010. Oh, wow. So I've been writing it on and off for I'm gonna say about seven years, and then I spent the last two years just fine tuning and editing it for viewing pleasure. Wow. Yeah.
0: Just wow. wow. <laughs> That's a long process. Yeah, oh, wow. I think I'm... I
2: think if I had concentrated on it, it probably wouldn't have taken so long. But it was kind of like every year I'd go back and work on it again.
0: Mm-hmm. But I guess everyone's journey is different, Yeah. I'm very excited to read it when it's finished. Thank you. If you need an advanced reader, my wife and I would uh, kindly volunteer. Yay!
2: Excellent!
0: (laughs) Alright, so uh, that's the end of this this interview. Before we head out, I brought something called Affirmators. It is a box of affirmations, so it's like a deck of cards. You shuffle it and then pull a card. And I figured, and then you, you know, you read it for an affirmation to make awesome. you feel good. So I guess pick a card, Sifton.
2: Pick a card, any card. Oh, they got unicorns yeah, they on it. have unicorns you. on it.
0: With a rabbit riding the unicorn.
3: <laughs> oh, I didn't even see the rabbit.
2: Let's see. I feel like this card is really
1: calling out to me. Because there's pumpkin spice on it. <laughs> mm,
2: no, I'm joking. I I smelled the card, for those of you who who can't see. Uh, Let's see, oh, it's got a little cloud on it and it says gentleness. So I speak with gentleness and I listen with gentleness. I align with the gentlest part of myself and I take joy in being receptive, open, and unafraid. I am like a baby deer who's best friends with a baby elephant. The baby elephant wraps its little trunk around my shoulders and we lie down gently on the grass daydreaming and talking about what sorts of humans the crowds look like.
0: Ooh, I like that. that I like how it really sounds good. like
2: a I unicorn like. talking.
0: It, it does, but it, yeah. it describes you really well. Yeah. <laughs> wow, these cards are amazing. Oh my the goodness. the second time we used them and last time it worked too for the wow. episode. <laughs> the cards don't lie. The cards they don't lie. They do not. sifting cool. thank you. Thank you for having me. For being on our show. Inside. And again,
1: where can we find
2: your dance yes. crew? So you can find Snakebite through Serpentina North Ensemble. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Please follow us. And you can also find me through my WordPress. So right now it's a working title, but it's uh, Fairy, F-A-E-R-I-E, dark, D-A-R-K, dot, WordPress, dot com.
1: All right. And look out for her upcoming book. Yes, look
0: out for her upcoming book. Very, very exciting. Nightingale. (laughs) Yes. How can people find you?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. So you can find me with, um, you can learn me with pumpkin spice latte. I'm just joking. So um, (laughs) Instagram at night.nwen. So that's night like day and night dot like a period and then N-G-U-Y-E-N.
0: And I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at Michael C.W. I also have a website, www.michaelchan.ca. Sift in, once again, thank you for letting us talk with you. Oh, thank you for a, having me. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Yeah. And, and to uh, our
1: listeners, thanks for everything. Please come check out Cover Notes. Yes. Located in Richmond Hill. And um, what's it called? Um, do you like pumpkin spice or not? do you think vancouver or not let us know <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as always
1: stay hungry. stay hungry this has been talking with our mouths full with michael chan and nightingale nguyen The music by bensound.com if you enjoyed this episode why don't you join us on instagram and twitter at at podcast we have a lot of bonus content like food pics behind the scenes shenanigans and more info about all the places michael and nightingale visit And if you haven't already, please subscribe. A new episode comes out every two weeks. Thanks again for listening, and stay hungry.